course I'm excited. I'm always excited. I mean, like most of the time. Don't don't hit that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is Danny Phillips, if you don't know me. And I've got one of my business partners, Scott LeBlanc here. Say hey. Hello. <laughs> you guys might know him if you train here at the training ground or if you listened or watched our podcast episode last week. Uh, we wanted to go a little bit more in depth, kind of talk about Scott's physical therapy background, how that is integrating with personal training here and with nutrition, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just give him the chance to have the floor and kind of just give a little more understanding mm. of who he is, how he came to be here, and what he's about. So take it away. Take it away. Where do <laughs> where do we begin? Hey there. My name is Danny Phillips, and I am obsessed with all things fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and helping you navigate everything from the chaos to the comforts in this crazy thing we call life. I'm a former military member who took my fitness background in the gymnastics, rugby, and bikini bodybuilding spaces and created a full-time personal training and nutrition coaching business. Each week, I'll answer your nutrition questions, give actionable strategies to elevate your lifestyle, and share the stories behind battling the stress and reaching success along the journey. We're no longer waiting for the right motivation to show up, no longer watching someone else achieve the results that we want. Get ready to increase your energy, decrease your stress, and be empowered to go after the life you deserve. So put those earbuds in, grab a notebook, and let's dive in. Welcome to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I guess my introduction to physical therapy was at the age of 10 years old. Um, That's young. Yeah. So I tore my ACL playing baseball at 10 years old, which is kind of unheard of. Usually ligaments stretch a little bit more and mine. So you were not stretchy. Mine stretched all the way. It just (laughs) blew up. So yeah, the surgeon said he didn't know if I tore it or not, but it wasn't there anymore. So it's gone. It was gone. It just blew up. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so 10 years old. Um, so did some therapy down in Baton Rouge. A um, couple of months there, and I was able to go back and play baseball, um, you know, in the same season. So Wow, yeah, that's impressive. So it was good. So that started at 10. Um, I wore a custom brace from 10 to 16. Started going to the gym with my brother. So got introduced into exercise. Shout out to my big bro for helping me with that. Oh, And, uh, yeah. And, um, so that's when I, I kind of realized that I was going to have to stay on top of things in order to continue playing sports. Um, so I played football, basketball, baseball with a custom brace on throughout middle school. And then once I got to high school, played my freshman, sophomore year, um, and then had surgery my sophomore summer. So you went from age 10 until the summer of your sophomore year, high school before you had to Okay, so six years of playing without mm-hmm. having surgery. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why such a long? Uh, yeah. So at the time, they didn't have a surgery uh, a technique to um, not drill through your growth plates, and so they didn't want to stunt growth of one leg um, by doing so. So now there's a technique where they can bypass um, the growth plates, growth plates, um, to do an ACL repair or reconstruction. So, yeah. 
That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Was it painful for six years or did um, you like... No, I mean, I, I definitely, uh, it's funny, you know, older people will say they can feel their joints hurting when weather's changing. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. Like I experienced Could you tell that. at age oh, 10? Yeah. Age 10, I knew when like a, a storm was coming through. Um, so that's a real deal. You know, outside of basketball, I didn't have an issue with my knee. So basketball was the only sport where, you know, I might make it through a whole game or I might have, uh, you know, an instance where my knee would kind of sublux, which means that it just kind of barely comes out of place and then would go right back in. And at that point, then I was done for the rest of the game. So, oh, wow. um, but other than that, I mean, that wasn't like a normal occurrence. Um, so I was pretty lucky to be able to, to be, you know, well enough and strong enough to continue playing. So, no kidding. Yeah. Did you have to do physical therapy at age 10? Yeah. Yeah. So I spent probably, I don't know, a month and a half maybe in PT doing just various things, balance training, strengthening, um, just to be comfortable with going back out and playing sports. And was that, was there something about that PT that had you like, oh man, this is really cool. I can see how it's helping me. I want to be a physical therapist or did that come later on? Yeah. No, I mean, unfortunately I don't remember her name, but she was super fun. Okay. Like we were in. That's what made you super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, we were in like this great setting. Like I would literally do single leg squats on a trampoline and like shoot a basketball while I was doing it. Like it was all like, like, it was all a game. Yeah. She was definitely very good at what she was doing. Um, And I thought it was a lot of fun and obviously it helped me out. So that's how I became interested in it. Um, So I guess we go forward. So So you had your surgery. When I had my surgery. So what was the recovery Um, like? The recovery. So this is very interesting. My surgeon down in Baton Rouge um, did not want me to rely on physical therapy. And so he wanted me to do all of my therapy essentially on my own. Why? Um, so his reason what was 16 that... 16-year-old knows how to do that. Right. Well, he knew I was motivated <laughs> to get back to baseball. Okay. Um, I had surgery in like probably June, July, end of June, beginning of July. So that gave me six to seven months to get back before the high school baseball season started. Um, and his his reasoning was he didn't want me not to do something on one day knowing I'm going to therapy the next day. Like say, oh, well, I won't do my exercises today because I'll just do them tomorrow at therapy. Like he wanted me, he had a, he had everything printed out. It was laid out for me, the okay. regimen of exercise, what I needed to do on a daily basis. Um, and so that was- Essentially he knew you didn't need the accountability of having to show up somewhere to I do guess them with so. somebody I mean, else. I really guess so, but-, but Which after a lot being, of people need. Yeah, after being a therapist for like, you know, for eight, almost nine years, it's kind of like, man, I wish I would have just have somebody to Even walk you through with. it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's such a, you don't understand what should I expect at this point or what is this feeling or why does my knee feel like I can bend it perfectly fine. And then when I go to like kneel down and bend it, it yeah. just hits a block, you know? So there's a lot of questions, I guess, a 16 year old doesn't realize he has well, it. Well, shoot, time. I'm 33 and I feel like every week I ask you dumb, you know, quote unquote dumb <laughs> right, questions, right, but like, right. I just want this peace of mind. Like, hey, it hurts, but like, I'm okay with it as long as it's supposed to hurt. Yeah, like, I just mean, give me that peace of mind that this somebody, is what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. You want somebody to tell you, like, this is normal or this is what we expect, you know, but I guess I had a pretty easy recovery process. I mean, I was, you know, right when we got back from, from Christmas break, 
was really the first time I really started running. And that's right when we started baseball preparation. Okay. So I literally ran a mile every day for like three weeks. Sounds awful. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> I, I hate, hate running. running. But, um, but I mean, it got me back into that condition and, and mm-hmm. you know, endurance and stuff like that. Did my knee feel normal that year during baseball? No. Not at all. I mean, it fatigued pretty easily. Do I feel like I could have been a little further ahead with some more professional guidance therapy wise? Absolutely. You know, but you live and you learn. Yeah, you live and learn. And then that and then was another factor that I wanted to become a physical therapist. Yeah. So it kind of all played its its role into getting me where I'm at right now. So Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've gotten through high school, we've graduated. What did college look like in terms of deciding on a degree and that kind of program? Right, right. So I knew I was interested in human movement and, you know, exercise, stuff like that. So I went the kinesiology route, Um, actually started off at the University of New Orleans. I went there for one week (laughs) (laughs) and then Hurricane Katrina hit. And Ah. so, yeah. And so then I I tried to go enroll at LSU. The line was from here to, you know, Dallas. It was huge. (laughs) Um, and so I went to a small community college for the first two semesters and then transferred to LSU, majoring in kinesiology, graduating in kinesiology. And, um, my, probably my junior year of college, I got a job at Traction. I met Mac. Traction um, Sports Performance, Traction which is down in Baton Rouge. Yes. So Mac Chewilly. Um, is that how you say his last name? That's how you say his last Chewilly. name. Chewilly. Okay. Yes. He got me started in the strength and conditioning sports performance world. So, um, and loved it. It was, I mean, that was fantastic. Um, so worked for him almost four years full time and, but kind of towards the end there felt like I needed more knowledge, more credibility. And, you know, I had all these prerequisites that were required for physical therapy. So. So it seemed like a logical Yeah, I mean, path. it's the next logical path, right? So, yeah. um, And at this point, you'd already met Ian, right? No. No, not yet. No, okay. I was still in Baton Rouge. So, oh, okay. Okay. So then that was, I started PT school in 2012. So that brought me to Shreveport. Started school here in 2012. Um, graduated 2015. Started dating Emily at the time. And so, you know, that kept me yeah. here. Um <laughs> And you so, always gotta wonder what keeps someone in yes, Shreveport. My lovely wife, um, which is <laughs> we been love great. you, Emily. It has been absolutely wonderful. You know, family's great, kids are great, jobs have been great, and opportunities are great. So, but um, this one's your favorite. This is my favorite so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 2015, took a job in Minden, working at an outpatient <coughs> clinic. That's a um, hike. Yeah, it was a hike, but it was a really good opportunity. They needed some young therapists. They had a new orthopedic doctor there. We were going to be working pretty closely together. So it was a good opportunity to learn um, and really have somebody support you and get things that you need as far as orthopedics go. So um, that was really good. Um, During that time, that's when the Shreveport Rafters were kind of born, the soccer team. So, um, and that's when I got hooked up with with this guy back here. Do they still exist? They do not exist. Okay. So we had a really good time. That's where I met Ian. We're going to give a whole nother podcast episode dedicated to like the background of the training ground and like everybody's meeting points and stuff like that. So Um, met Ian there. um, So subscribe if you haven't already. So you don't miss it. (laughs) That's right. More to come. Mm -hmm. Um, So met Ian there and, and kind of started forming that relationship, 
we knew that we kind of fed off of each other, thought about things a little bit differently from different point of view, but Which kind of good. on the same page, so yeah. to speak. Um, and so we did a few things together. We had a, a small business at one point, Catalyst Sports Performance. Yeah, Ian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if y'all are not watching the video, Ian is sitting behind us working at his desk. And so he just keeps lifting up a hand to say, hey, now and yeah. then. So we had the opportunity to work with Centenary Gymnastics, Centenary Basketball, um, a local youth break baseball program. Um, and then life just kind of got busy, you know, and so... We, we did some stuff with the mud bugs too, actually. So, um, so several different entities that we were able to work with. Um, and then, like I said, life got busy. So, um, seems to do that. Yeah. I, At least for entrepreneurs. Right. So <laughs> I was back here, you know, trying to start a family, wife's pregnant, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, starting a new job. So all these things kind of came together, um, and just didn't have time for all that stuff. So, um, yeah. So what, when you were at that clinic, you call it a clinic in Minden? In Minden, yeah. I guess I'm trying to figure out what brings a physical therapist maybe into a specialty. Like if you don't really know what you're getting into with a specific clinic, like can you specialize at a clinic or clinics particularly specialized yeah. like in their, their own right? Right, right. Like what were you interested in specifically and how how does that look yeah so prior to school you you're required to do several you know observation hours volunteer hours in pt settings and so the only one that i was familiar with was the outpatient setting so okay i knew that's what i liked i knew it was kind of more able-bodied individuals that were there to get better a little more motivation you know a little bit more to work with so to speak and um so that was what I was familiar with. Going to school brought me to be familiar with the rehab setting, the acute setting, skilled nursing setting, you know, all these different, even wound care, all these different avenues that I didn't even know really were part of physical therapy. So wound care seems like a whole yeah, other yeah, field. Right? But I mean, you think about it, like in a hospital, somebody has surgery, mm -hmm. you know, nursing sees them, physical therapy sees them to get them up and moving. And so you had that that need there. You so know, it's like you kind of have to do a little bit of wound care bit, just yeah. in case you right. need right. to. But then, I mean, okay. at LSU, there's several um, professors that specialize in wound care. They've written books on wound care. And so they have a residency on wound care. Oh, wow. So it's like a, it's a big deal. Um, and then even with the diabetic population, that's a, you know, physical therapy, wound care is a, a huge kind of huge that's need. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but I knew I wasn't interested that much in the wound in care. Wound care. So, yeah. Um, and I, I've, I felt like the orthopedic setting um, was the most relatable to sports and return to sport and things like that. And that was my interest. So, Well, and that's what you went through. So right. Right. That yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I love it. I yeah. love it. So do you feel like that is where your specialty is now in that return to sport aspect? I think so. I think that um, my experience has allowed me to relate to athletes a little bit more. Like, sure. you know what they're going through. You know how bad they want to be out on the field. But at the same time, you want to make sure that it's the appropriate time to be doing the things that they need to do. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I feel like um, you see it from a little different view, you know, yeah. rather than somebody that's never played sports before trying to tell an athlete 
this is I mean, what you the, need to do, the right? athlete's going to be like, you yeah, don't know. Like, what do you know, right? <laughs> you so don't. it's it's all about the credibility for me. So that's that's kind of a big deal. Do you have a favorite type of return to sport injury you like to work with? Um, I mean, special place in my heart for some ACLs. Sure, you know? sure. That's kind of um, I don't know. It's a it's a fun one. It's you know, especially when you have somebody that is motivated and um, kind of higher level, just trying to figure out different ways to you know, to push them and to get what you can out of them in, in preparation. So, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of curious just to give our listeners, maybe what is, let's pick two or three like injuries that you see frequently. What is that typical timeline of return to sport look like? Yeah. Um, Cause I know, again, I'm just, I'm asking kind of curiosity wise for myself, people ask me like, well, when are you going to get cleared? When you can you go back to lifting? I mean, I, I had an injury doing American Ninja Warrior obstacle training, and you know it was like three to six months. But like, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, and so I'm kind of my timeline has been well. I went back ten days after the surgery, and then I went back another three and a half weeks after, and then I have another appointment six weeks from then. And so it's kind of these incremental phases that aren't really outlined for yeah. the patient. And yeah. maybe I just didn't know the questions to ask. Yeah. I mean, I think it's tough. I think you don't get, you don't know the questions to ask if you're not familiar with the surgery or someone who's had the surgery before or yeah. what it may be. Um, and really, I mean, you know, people performing the surgeon or surgery, they want to get you better. Like they, they know they need to fix these things in order for you to get better. So that's kind of like, yeah, everybody has a different focus, you know? Um, I mean, it's tough to put a timeline on everyone too, because you don't know how they're going to respond to the surgery. How's their body going to respond? Is their tissue just going to, you know, just tighten up? Are they really tense? Are they really, you know, there's so many different variables that we don't think about when you're talking about healing properties and the recovery process. I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. So yeah, um, it's tough, you know, usually, I've always told people like, look, it can be up to a year before it feels totally normal. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean you can do those things prior to that? Absolutely. But it might not be the way it felt prior to surgery until that point. And it may be even further along than that. So yeah. um, you don't, I mean, you don't want to give people false hope, I think is, is yeah. kind of the key. So it, it's really hard to, yeah. to no. nail down dates, you know, it is, yeah. it is absolutely. I, I feel that firsthand. I mean, just initially they told me I'd be in my sling 10 days to a month. And I was like, I'm in great shape. I'll be out in 10 days, yeah. like maybe nine. No, that was not the case. Yeah. Right. You know. Five weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Granted, I was kind of only in it upstairs while yeah. training, right. but, right. and then it really did. It felt so much better to be out absolutely. of it and getting some movement in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's been an experience. I feel like I can relate to our clients a lot mm -hmm. better in many ways now. Um, knowing how tight you can get from sitting still and not moving muscles, like mind boggling. To move, you gotta like, move. People, we gotta get up and move. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, yeah. So okay. So talking about, I think it's kind of fun now. We've really, you know, one reason why we all wanted to bring you in and have you as a part of this business is because we felt like there was a disconnect between people leaving physical therapy mm -hmm. and trying to go 
return to sport without having that in between of like, hey, yes, you've been cleared from physical therapy, but you're not quite ready to take on the field. Or maybe the coach has no idea, like, what can they do and how do you get them back from, yeah, they've been cleared from physical therapy. How do we get back to playing Mm -hmm. in the game? Um, So I guess my question for you is, where is the line? Yeah, I guess there's a few questions. Where's the line between physical therapy and personal training? Like at what point can they cross over and when do you move from one to the other? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess, you know, I guess there's three, there's physical therapy, there's personal training or kind of this return to sport area. And yeah. then there's the sport Yeah, and there's overlap with all of them. Right. I mean, it's always tough because there's so many checks and balances, right? I mean, you have, you know, insurance that can be, Ugh, a, limiting, I don't talk about can be a limiting factor. <laughs> right. So, I mean, say you have a rotator cuff patient that could take, three to six months for you to rehab, but they only get 25 visits a year. And that's like a hard cap by their insurance. Right. What do you do? I mean, you try to appeal that and get more, but that's not always going to happen. So, and if they're not willing to pay out of pocket, then yeah, then you just have to give them a progression of home exercises. That like, Hey, this is all I can do. This is all we can do. I've had to do that before. That's Um, awful. So you have that as a limiting factor. You have, you know, some of these, these kids that we were, we were seeing were from an hour away or something like that, you know, and, and Golly. not continuing to take away from their schooling and stuff like that to get them in. So then you have to give them more to do. Hopefully they have athletic trainer at their school, which is not always the case either. I yeah. can keep an eye on them. Which has um, also been an interesting dynamic in the last couple of years, like trying to figure out, do I, do I, as a personal trainer, do we communicate with the physical therapist or the athletic trainer? Right. Like who, who am I supposed to like go yeah. through and how do I operate upstairs based on like, who's in charge? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who's and running then, this train? Yeah. And then, at, you know, different doctors have different feelings towards that too. Like they want to be the ones to clear them and return them to sport or they want to check with the PT or the athletic trainer and say, Hey, how much are they able to do? So we can clear them. So there's so many you have to know who you're dealing with and what's going on. Um, but there's definitely a disconnect between, you know, there's only so much that I could do inside of my clinic. We didn't have anywhere to, we didn't have turf. We couldn't move around on turf. We had concrete that we had to run on, which just isn't the best thing to run on anyway. No. Um, then you have multiple patients that are there also when you're trying to, you know, really get in some skill work with somebody. So there's, there's so many barriers that, that you encounter um, and it, it's terrible, but it feels like you're not doing everything you can for that specific patient. And that's where it's like, whoa, like, yeah, what else can I do? You know, which makes me a little excited about you being here. Not a little, I mean a lot, but like, yeah. because we can do more of that, right. you right. know, even though we don't have maybe all the equipment that you would have at a normal yeah, PT clinic, like yeah. there's more room for progression here. Correct. Correct. And I not think that, that insurance will pay for it, but I know. think communication is is the most important thing like hey you know what are you doing with your athletic trainer what are you doing on your own exercise wise what are you doing with your physical therapist so there's so many you have to have open communication um and i think that that's the defining line i don't think there is a like a definite you know yeah Um, there's a lot of shades of gray there's so much gray (laughs) so much gray so um and then really you know i think that this return to sport type of deal, you can get them moving more and you can see them in like closer to game, like action or practice, like action 
uh, versus a smaller clinic where you can't do a whole lot of moving. So um, that's the exciting thing that, that I'm excited for. So good. Yeah. Tell me or tell our audience, what can you do that I can't? Because there's a lot that you can do that a personal trainer can't. So what are yeah, the things that a yeah. physical therapist can bring to the table that we've been limited on? Right. So as far as physical therapy goes, I can do a, a physical therapist evaluation on you, give you like a, a diagnosis, a therapy diagnosis, so to speak, saying, you know, you have decreased range of motion, decreased strength, whatever it may be um, from a more medical standpoint on that. Um, and then I can develop a plan of care to follow which is basically just a plan, right, of how we're going to treat this, how we're going to make it better. Um, so that's, you know, that's one thing that I can do. Awesome. As a personal trainer, you can do, you know. I would say, like, we have something similar. A movement but screen, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but it's not necessarily, like, because I have those letters behind my name, now it's a medical type right. of deal, you know. Um, we could still take some measurements sure, and say, hey, based sure. on our training and education, like a normal range of motion looks like this, right. and this is where we've measured you. Right. So we can kind of state the facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we can do that um, as far as different manual therapy techniques, you know, dry needling I can do. That's been um, really successful that's been here. been really good. Um, just did some dry needling this morning, so that was fun. Um, some other manual techniques, cupping, um, instrument assisted soft tissue mobilization or scraping, you know, things like that. Um, cervical traction, you know, just different techniques that you may not be comfortable doing as a trainer um, that I've been taught to do. So, um, and then there's always just the, the continuing ed part of it too, you know, just trying to stay up to date with what the newest, you know, ideas are as far as return to sport and, rehab and things like that um i have to stay on top of those things in order to what are the newest that. ideas on return so to there's so many <laughs> i mean there's just so many there's so much stuff going on um so many different thought processes and it's just it's interesting you know so yeah i feel like anytime you have spare time you're looking at some sort yeah, of digital yeah, course and right, continue dead right. so so which is lovely it's yeah great it is lovely yeah, yeah. it's been really fun <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, I feel like this is a good point to wrap up for today. Yeah. If you guys have any questions that are physical therapy related, I want you to send them to us. So you can go to um, Instagram at TTG Sports Performance and Sports Performance and send us a direct message. I will put that link in the show notes below for our Instagram handle. You can email us um, info at TTGNWLA.com. I feel like uh, Instagram will probably be the best spot to go. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Uh, at Scotty with an IE underscore LeBlanc. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You can add that one in there too. I will. I don't know if anybody knows how to spell LeBlanc around here. So. There's a capital B in there. There is. <laughs> there is. Um, and mine is at Danny Phillips if you want to DM me there. And then if you guys love this, if you want to know when new podcast episodes are published, I want you to text the word podcast to this number 833 432 2161. What? I got it right, it's right there. It's right cheat there. Sheet. <laughs> I need a cheat sheet. <laughs> um, awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We will be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I love that you set aside a few minutes to focus on you today. 
If you could take one moment to share this episode with someone you know would benefit from today's message, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be incredibly grateful. Now, if you want more, head to the link in our show description to join our email list and receive weekly fitness and nutrition tips, tricks, and thoughts to empower your day. Until next time, be empowered to take that next step on your fitness journey. Bye for now.